tuned in to the Community Cats Podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats Podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. And today we are speaking with Harris Baker of Catfluence. Harris is the creator of Catfluence. He created it as an Instagram account just for fun in 2017 after his job led him down a path of working with influencers and brands and having started an Instagram account um, for his own two cats, Elliot and Olivia, in 2014. Since then, it has evolved into a website with a blog and merchandise along with his own cat influencer brand and partnerships. He's been on podcasts. He's gotten involved in cryptocurrency, NFTs, and an annual March Meowness competition and several charitable endeavors. He's looking to connect with like-minded individuals, also passionate about the cat space and the human component involved with it. So Harris, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Hi, Stacey. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, sure thing. So first and foremost, and I, during while I, we were warming up there, I had the privilege of seeing Elliot, I think. So how did you get to be passionate about cats? So yeah, it came a little bit before Elliot and my other cat, Olivia. They are brother and sister. But I, my first experience with cats was when I was a, a young boy, probably five or six years old. My, my dad had a cat that he had from when he was younger. And he and my mom got married and they, they had a cat when I was younger. But then about 20 years went by where I didn't have any involvement with cats. And then I was I was dating somebody at the time and we decided to get a cat together. So I had a good connection with that cat. It had a we had an unfortunate accident. So that cat um, ended up passing away and ended up getting two cats after that together. Um, so that was Elliot and Olivia. And I I continue to have Elliot and Olivia. And as I mentioned, I started an Instagram account for them years ago and Kind of ever since then, I've kind of been ingrained into the whole cat world, both on and offline. So you're deep into social media and yep. you're deep involved into cats. Tell me what that social media cat world is like. It's definitely an interesting world. I think I've experienced a couple different sides of it. The I, When I first got started, it was more for the the brand side of it. I was working, as you mentioned before, working with athletes and influencers and I was doing similar things with with those kind of personalities. And I had this cat account for my cats. I was like, oh, this could be kind of fun to try out. And you know, I'll message some brands, post some content, have some fun with it. Um, so that's kind of how I got started with it. But then also kind of just getting involved in the cat community. There are a lot of people kind of just posting regular things about their cats, not necessarily promoting brands or or anything, just random photos of their cats. And I feel like now we've gone into a different realm where it's become a lot of influencers and their cats and people have actually become big time influencers for actually posting, you know, like TikTok and reels type videos and, and going viral for videos with their cats. And people even associate these influencers with their influential cats. So I've definitely seen a lot of different sides of it. And I think there's also the, um, the charitable aspect, people uh, promoting rescues and shelters and, and TNR and different things like that. So I think there's, there's definitely a lot of good, most mostly good that I've seen from the cat community on social media. 
So lots of questions are flowing through my mind right now. Um, we have a lot of individual folks that do trap, neuter, return out there, and they really, they need help. They need help with supporting the work that they do, buying food, the veterinary care. They're doing it all on their own, or it's a very small nonprofit organization. And it sounds like some of the folks, including yourself, you're able to generate some revenue from having a site. Is that a good path for these folks to take to try and get some money to be able to help them do the work that they're doing? Yeah, yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend any or rescue type organization to have a presence on social media. Um, you can set up donations through Instagram directly, or you could have a GoFundMe or any any type of page like that. And I think just creating content uh, with with the cats is, is something that's good to just bring awareness. Um, there's an organization that I work with called Miss Pat's Cats that I, for for about a year or two, I was going in once a week and I would volunteer and they had four cats at a pet co in Verona, New Jersey. And I would go there, I would clean their habitats out, clean their litter, feed them, play with them for a little bit. And while I would do that, I would create content and post that on Catfluence. And there was one cat that from a TikTok video that I made actually got directly adopted from that. So that that made me very happy to do that. I now I I serve as a sub for Miss Pat's gonna and I, I kind of help out here and there and just kind of share uh, messages about their cats on social media. But I think definitely being able to do, to do that and knowing that I was able to reach somebody through a post and get a cat adopted, I, I think that's amazing. Yeah, no, that's really very cool and it's it's exciting. It's exciting to have the reach go really far. You know, what are the numbers that we're supposed to get? I always hear different numbers. You're supposed to have this many followers. You're supposed to be verified. You're supposed to be, you know, I don't know, somebody special. I mean, at what, at what point are you like a really happening Instagram account, I guess? Let's, we'll use Instagram as the examples since that seems to be where I see it the most often. It's you need to have certain amount of followers and you know then how do then you get brands interested in supporting you yeah that's a good question and i think traditionally a good number would be around ten thousand. and i think the benchmark for that used to be on you could use the instagram swipe up option and you could have links to your website and things like that uh they since got rid of that because they wanted to help small businesses and other organizations be able to promote their websites so now anybody can do that but I think 10,000 is a good, a good number to aim for. But I think also there's a lot of, you know, people buy followers out there. If you, if you, you could spend a couple hundred bucks and buy a couple thousand followers. So I think it's, it's important to look at the engagement of the accounts, how many people are actually liking and commenting on their posts in comparison to how many followers they have. Um, so I always, I always take when I see accounts with followers, lots of followers with a grain of salt. Um, and just, just keep that in mind and also look out for the the quality of the content they're putting out there. So you're saying going out there and buying followers is not the best path to take. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't recommend it. I've never done it, but I know people who have and in the long run it it ultimately hurts your engagement and you actually reach less people even though it looks like you may have 100,000 or a million followers, it may you may get flagged by Instagram for doing things like that. So how do you recommend folks get more followers on social media? A couple of things. I think definitely creating good content is, is one of the key things, especially videos. Nowadays, Instagram reels can reach a lot of people. Uh, TikTok, I think every everyone should be on TikTok now. The, the organic reach of that platform, especially if you're trying to 
uh, benefit pets, get get them adopted, get donations, raise awareness to different causes. Um, that's a great place to start. I think also just engaging with the community, uh, seeing what people are posting, commenting on like-minded accounts, posts, uh, direct messaging people. Um, and I think an- another good platform is LinkedIn. The, or- the organic reach on LinkedIn is, is really high right now. It's, it's been for a couple of years, but not a lot of people really realize that everyone's focused on Instagram and TikTok, but I think leveraging LinkedIn to share cat-related messages would be very effective as well. What about Facebook? A lot of the folks that I engage with tend to be women ages 40 to 65 or so. I think they tend to hang out on Facebook more. Is that still true in your mind? Uh, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good point. I think that that is definitely true. I think Facebook groups are, are a good place as well. I know I'm in a lot of groups for uh, lost lost cats, lost cat Facebook groups, and people share if they've lost their cat or found a cat and things like that. So I think there definitely is a, a market on Facebook for things like that. And I, I see a lot of viral meme pages on Facebook as well. So yeah, yeah definitely Facebook. Yeah. When you just used a key word there, you said Facebook groups, which at the Community Cats podcast, we started a Facebook group a couple of years ago when we started our conferences. And it does seem like there's a lot more engagement there than like our generic Community Cats podcast page. We don't get as much activity. Is that just because how Facebook has changed over the last couple of years? Yeah. Yeah. I think the algorithm definitely has an impact on it with both Instagram and Facebook. I think the different demographics are on Facebook versus Instagram. As, as you mentioned, there might be an older demographic on Facebook and then the younger younger demographic might be on Instagram and then Gen, Gen Z, the super young kids that they're on TikTok and, and doing those kind of things. So I, 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 would, I mean, I would definitely recommend for anybody trying to promote a cat organization or share a message. I think, I think it's good to have a presence on all those platforms and not necessarily spread yourself too thin, but just, just understand what's going on and what kind of content makes sense for each platform. Spread yourself too thin. Okay. So how much time do you spend on these different platforms? I spend too too much time. Um, <laughs> but between Catfluence and my day job, I'm on my phone probably for six to eight or even more sometime hours a day. I try at least on weekends to kind of cut down on it and li- limit my screen time. And, and at night before bed, turn my brightness down. I try to do different things to make it a little less daunting, but it, it is difficult to manage. And then yeah, lots of notifications, comments, direct messages, emails about things. So it's definitely important to to keep that in mind because you don't want to go go through a burnout situation. Do you use a scheduler system? Uh, yeah, yeah. I schedule all, all my content out. I use a scheduler. I plan either between a week at a, I do a week at a time, or sometimes I'll go a, a month in advance just to buy myself some extra time. And then in between, if there's timely content or I have a brand post that I need to do. I'll mix that in um, as needed. But yeah, I, I do plan stuff in advance. So you would recommend folks doing a, a scheduler and then you basically are checking in for comments and things that you need to respond to on a daily basis. But you've got your, you know, we all know when National Black Cat Day is. So we know what we're posting that day. Tell me about the types of content that you post. I mean, is it specific to just Olivia and Elliot, or what other kinds of content are you posting in Catfluence? Yeah, so that's a good question. On so I have the Elliot and Olivia Instagram, and then I have the Catfluence Instagram. On the Elliot and Olivia one, I keep it strictly stuff with them. 
I'll mix myself in occasionally on it and just other, other stuff that I'm doing with them on the cat, the Catfluence page. So I'll post some of their stuff as well. If I have any brand collaborations that I'll share across both pages. Um, but a lot of it is memes and I, I kind of have a, a, a pattern, a nice niche that I figured out. I'll do a, a meme one day and then the next day I'll do a real video, uh, with, a, a a cat and they're human in it. That's the kind of the content I, I want to focus on cat, cat fluence. Um, the motto is cat influencers and influencers with cats. So I try to keep that as the focus, but then also mix in the memes just to get eyeballs on everything. And that's the past couple months that's been going pretty well for me. Do you want to make things easier on yourself and the others in your organization? Our friends at Dubert have teamed up with the Dallas Pets Alive and Spay-Neuter Network teams, and together they have created the Companion Case Management Module. It allows you to be more proactive with all your organization's needs, create cases for your clients, and organize them by type. Whether it is a rehoming situation, a pet parent needing food or medical assistance, or simply spay and neuter inquiries, CCM can help you manage all of them right from the Dubert system. Plus, a huge bonus, it allows you to connect with those clients right from the case so there is no need to open up new windows for emails or pull out your phone for text messages. Check it out and learn more at www.dubert.com to get started today. Ever wanted to quickly connect, collaborate, or problem solve with others in the animal welfare field who are, you know, real people? Look no further than Maddie's Pet Forum. Maddie's Pet Forum brings people of animal welfare together with the common goal to keep more people and pets together. We share ideas, expertise, offer each other support, resources, and more. Visit forum.maddiespetforum.org slash cats. Maddie's Pet Forum. Come for an answer. Stay for the community. So predictability, I've heard that before. You want to make sure you're predictable with what you post. You know, it don't do it randomly, like I'll do it this month, but not that month. And then, so you were posting these videos of, of influencers with their pets. Are there some examples that you want to share? Yeah, there, there, there are a couple. I'm trying to think some ones that have done really well. Freddie Mercury from Queen, rest in peace to him, but he was a big cat guy. I did a video on him once and how he had like nine or so cats in that video did pretty, pretty well on TikTok for me. Some other celebrities I've posted about, and it's, it's funny. Some of these kind of just pop up in my Instagram explore page sometimes just because I'm engaging with so much cat stuff. But one of the guys from the impractical jokers has a cat trying to think of some other celebrities, uh, this Gen Z girl, uh, Nessa, she's a, she was a TikToker. She had a cat. So I did a post about her recently. Pretty much any, and there are all sorts of celebrities, Travis Barker and Megan Fox, they had a cat. So I, I saw they did a post, I reposted them one day. So I'm always on the lookout for celebrities, but then I also post about smaller micro influencers, Some sometimes even people with just a couple hundred followers. And I think their content is good just to, to, to shout them out a little bit. So you've got original content and you're reposting. Is there a balance between the two? Sort of. It's, it's probably right now it's probably 80% reposting, 20% original, uh, just because I'm just limited on on time right now. But I try to, for Ellie and Olivia, try to do one or, one or two posts a week for them. But Catfluence, I'll, I'll post every day and I, and maybe once or twice a month, actually. I'll, I'll try to mix in one of Ellie and Olivia's posts on Catfluence. Do you ever repost the same content that you put together? 
Not really. I, I try to avoid doing that. And I'll usually post mostly the same content across each platform just to, to maximize what I'm getting out of it. But yeah, I try to stay away from reposting. There have been maybe a couple of videos that I, that I did a few times on TikTok. Cause I know a trick on TikTok is if you do post it the same or at different times across a few days and you see which one performs best just to test it out a little bit. Sometimes just posting it at the right time makes something, something go viral. So I think sometimes it is good to experiment, but. Yeah, I try, try to avoid that. We haven't talked about Twitter. Is Twitter in your basket of tricks too? I do have a Twitter. I, I am not on it too much. I mean, like I, meant, I mentioned, I post all the same content on Twitter. There, I mean, there is a big cat community, like cats of Twitter. If you search that hashtag, there's, there's lots of people, lots of cat accounts tweeting. Um, when I had more time back in the day, I would just search cats of Twitter or just search and search literally for cats on Twitter. And just start conversations with people. Uh, sometimes I'll go in and like retweet people and, and their cats, but I haven't really grown as much on Twitter, so I don't put as much time into it. But I think there, there definitely is a community there as well. You just talked about hashtags. I think there are even some people in this audience that don't even really know what hashtags are and how they can be used. Can you explain that to folks? Yeah, absolutely. So a hashtag, it's the pound sign. And it's a, a word or phrase on social media. So I mentioned before, cat, hashtag cats, cats of Twitter. So if you go on Twitter and search that hashtag or, or add it to your tweet, you could click on it and see all other posts that are using that hashtag. And it just helps you find similar kind, kind of posts. So if you're on Instagram and, and posting, you can use up to 30 hashtags. And that used to be a big strategy years ago. You could post 30 hashtags, cats of Instagram, cats cat fluence, whatever cat related tags you wanted to do. And I think it used to be good to reach as many people as possible, but then it became a little spammy. So now Instagram recommends, Instagram themselves recommends using anywhere between three to five hashtags in an Instagram post um, to be able to reach more people. If you do too many, yeah, they think it's spam and you actually don't reach as many people as as you could. Interesting. Very interesting. And then there was some conversation about you do the hashtags in the comments of Instagram versus in the post. Is that where you're supposed to put it as the first comment where the hashtags are? Is that true? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that I, I know some people like to do it either way or some people experiment with both. I don't know if one way is better than the other. Um, I usually prefer to just do it in the post itself. Just I use, I enter a couple, I enter a few times on the keyboard and I put it below the caption. But yeah, some people prefer to do it in the in in the comments. I like guess just so it doesn't interfere with the actual caption of the post. So, what are your plans with Catfluence? I mean, what where do you hope to take this? So, I want to continue to grow the following and kind of what I'm what I'm doing is is building it up as much as possible right now while I have some momentum. And then I, I do have some. I I do want to launch a more formal. Uh, catfluencer and brand program um, to have a portal where cat owners and brands can log into and kind of view what kind of brands are looking to work with what kind of accounts. Right now, it's a lot of me doing it manually, um, emailing people, DMing back and forth, and it's it's a, a bit tedious. And I'm only one guy, so right now I do have momentum gaining following, but I do want to have an actual portal that that people can log into to make things a little more efficient and streamline it and allow more, 
more brands to reach more accounts and, and vice versa. Very interesting. And then you said you have a charity charity involvement too. So what are your thoughts around helping nonprofits? I'm yeah, I definitely do like it. And I try if people DM me, um, if there are nonprofits and charities rescues, they ask me to share something on their page. If there's a, a cat that's sick and needs care donations, I'm I'm happy to share that to, to my story. Definitely want to help as many cats and people out as possible with what they're trying to do. Um, and Miss Pat's cats in particular, I try to help them as much as possible. They're close to my heart. So, yeah. Do you have any experience or maybe that nonprofit that you've been volunteering with, um, with regards to community cats um, and trap new to return? Any thoughts and ideas on that topic? So, I'm not too well educated on it. I know. I, I keep bringing up a Miss Pat from Miss Pat's Cat. She wanted to, she offered to take me to go TNR one day and I ended up not going, but I, I did want to do it. And I thought it, it would have been a cool experience for me. And I don't have too much experience with community cats, but I, I am the kind of guy who, if I see a cat outside, if I'm just walking around in public, like I'll always go up to it. I'll take a picture of it. Even if I'm traveling over overseas or in, in internationally. If I see cats out in the wild, I'll go, I'll go and pet them or I'll take a picture. So I do love the idea of community cats. I think for my cats personally, they're in indoor cats. But I think if I were to get cats in the future someday, I'd love for them to be an outdoor cat and be able to go on walks with them and, and stuff like that. So having them go in the, the backpacks or on the leash and that kind of thing, have that be a, an explorer cat or an adventure yeah. cat, however you want to yeah. talk about it that way. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to have a community cats influencer page or community cat fluence page, you know, um, yeah. where there are influencers who are really supportive of trap new to return, you know, sort of like the, the Jackson galaxy and Hannah Shaw, you know, going out and doing TNR yeah. and that kind of thing. So you have a, like a little, I'm going to advocate for a little subsection of, you know, yeah, yeah. the stars out there doing their TNR work. I like the sound cool. of that. Yeah. I think it's very, very, very cool. So in your bio here, you mentioned how you were got kind of in, into cryptocurrency a little bit and NFTs. I'm assuming that's not in the cat space, but let me know a little bit more about what your interest is in that area. Yeah, so so it is actually in the, in the cat space a little bit. So there was one NFT that I that I bought last year, and I know the hype on on them has kind of died out, died down a little bit. But I I wanted to learn more about the space, and I wanted to to do something that I was interested in and I'm interested in cat related stuff. So I got, I got one. Um, and actually, I don't know how appropriate this is for the podcast, but it's called stoner cats. Um, it's, it's made by Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. They launched this project and it's basically about cats that do things and it just follows their journey. So basically by, by buying one of these NFTs, you get access to watch the show. It's a, like a private show you can watch online. So, I, I did that and I watched the episodes. It, it's it's funny and it's entertaining. So then I was last year, I never published it, but I was working on a blog on cat NFTs. There are a lot of different cat related NFTs. One of the, there are ones called moon, moon Cats. I forgot another one, but there were some early NFTs in like 2017. So I was writing, I was going to write a blog summarizing like the top 50 cat NFTs and I was going to try to drive some traffic to that. But I, it was taking me too long and I, I never finished it. I, I do still have a draft. So eventually I'll, I'll publish it. But yeah, that's my experience in the NFT or cat NFT space. So with that NFT, now 
is it possible for you to sell that to somebody else so that then they get access to the show? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, if I were to sell it to somebody else, then I would I would no longer be, be able to watch it. Right, right. Yep. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the whole NFT space. I know it's blown up and been the rage, but you know, I'm still yeah. back trying to figure out Bitcoin and Eurythium and all that other stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> so it's uh, it's a little bit challenging for those of us who are spending a lot of our money on getting the cat spayed or neutered, getting them trapped, all that kind of stuff. So there's just a, uh, it, it's a huge balancing act because you could make some good money in the NFT space and the cryptocurrency yeah. space and all that stuff too. So um, you'll have to educate us all on that so that we can make our millions, our first million to go to the cats, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so Harris, if folks are interested in finding out more about Catfluence, where would they go? So the first place, definitely go on to Instagram um, and search at Catfluence. That's where we have the biggest audience and where, where the most activity goes on. Um, you could also check out catfluence.com and then all social platforms, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube. It's all Catfluence and also Elliot and Olivia at Elliot underscore and underscore Olivia. And you can check me out at Harris underscore Baker as well. And then is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Not too much. I, I mean, I think my only thing would be if you if you run a, a cat-related organization and you're looking for donations or looking to raise awareness for your cats, I definitely recommend leveraging the power of social media. Look, look at what other people are doing, get get some ideas, and you can kind of take charge of, of what you're trying to do. So definitely put yourself out there, be comfortable doing it, try new things, and, and see what you can do. Sounds great. Can't hurt, right? You know, just no. put it out there and see what works and then just leverage whatever works. Just keep going with that. So that's an excellent idea. Don't be afraid. I think a lot of people are afraid with regards to social media. I know I tend to be like, oh, I'm going to totally mess this up. It's going to be terrible. So yeah. and it really, you probably can't mess it up too much. So just, just give it a try. So Harris, I want to thank you so much for joining me today for the uh, podcast and being a guest on the show. And I hope we'll have you on again in the future. Thank you, Stacy. Appreciate you having me and look, look forward to next time. That's it for this week. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. We love to hear what you think and a five-star review really helps others find the show. You can also join the conversation with listeners, cat caretakers, and me on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to hit follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Thanks for listening, and thank you for everything that you do to help create a safe and healthy world for cats. Wow.